Welcome to AMI Sites, a podcast that offers you access to thought leaders who can help you expand your entrepreneurial toolbox. Learn from seasoned entrepreneurs who have already walked in your shoes and can help you with your day-to-day business decisions. With your host, Ami Kassar. Ami is the founder and CEO of Multifunding, an advisory company that helps you grow and stay in control of your business. Hello and welcome. My name is Ami Kassar, founder and CEO of Multifunding. Since 2010, Multifunding has helped businesses achieve their biggest growth goals through creative and personalized funding solutions, working with hundreds of lenders across the nation. Joining us today is my friend, Mickey Williams. Mickey is a certified speaking professional, a member of the prestigious Speaker Hall of Fame and a TEDx speaker, just to name a few. Our main topics today will focus on how presenting online is different from presenting in person and how she's thinking about teaching these skills as well as her fancy hairstyle. Mickey, welcome. That's not fair. They can't see my fancy hair. That's true. But now they have an incentive to go online and look at it. Uh, Thank you. I mean, nice to be with you as always, as always. So, Mickey, why don't you start and just tell us a little bit about yourself, your passions, what you do. I know you've just gone through a big change and what you love to do. Yeah. Uh, Well, I've been a serial entrepreneur my whole life, so I won't go back that far, but currently I'm a full-time professional speaker. I'm an executive speech coach. I run speaker schools. I run uh, executive coaching sessions, and I run something called Keynote Camp. I just had an executive fly in yesterday from Atlanta, two days of pummeling. Uh, I'm sorry, two days of coaching. (laughs) He might use the word pummeling. And um, yeah, and I've been a Vistage speaker for 27 years and a Vistage chair for 20 years. And last week, I I don't know if I use the right word, retired, resigned from my chairing as of November 1st. Very, very sad day. But I have a very new, exciting life, and I just want to live it. So here I am. That was a very short version of a very long life. <laughs> wow, well, good for you. So sounds like your passion is, is it fair to say, communication and helping others tell their stories. Absolutely. I like to call myself a transformational storyteller. And what I'm trying to share with everybody else now is how to make their points through story, even the data dumpers. I like to share that you can share data and content in a very entertaining way if you use the power of story to do it. So that is my real passion now. You know, the umbrella of communication on me is very large, as you know, and there were times in my career that I was just focused on on the presenting and on the humor or the marketing. And now I'd say the the big passion is definitely around storytelling, whether I'm doing it live, virtual, or hybrid. So your whole, not your whole life, because life is pretty whole, not just what we do in work, but a big part of your life has had to do with speaking. Yes. And I don't know if you were like me, but pre the pandemic, I would boycott all webinars. I hated doing a webinar. I felt like I was talking to a mirror. And that human energy of speaking to a crowd and engaging in a crowd and looking people in the eye, just it just didn't work for me. And I got thrown into the deep end pretty quickly. But you were, were you like me before the pandemic? 
Well, like you, in which regard? In that you didn't like presenting online. I I never presented online before the pandemic. Okay, the so we were online. The only thing I did online was coaching because my clients are all over the world. So yes, coaching. But other than that, presenting online? No, absolutely not. I never so really- the pandemic hit and what the heck did you do? Oh, the magic word, the cliche, the, you know the word. I pivoted <laughs> very quickly though. And I have to say a lot of people did not do whatever you want to use as a synonym for that word. A lot of people did not do it in my professional speaking industry and vistage speakers. They were dropping like flies thinking that you could just take what you've always done and put it online. And that is so not true. And that's what I, I noticed right away. And I started tweaking every single time. So what did you learn? I do something pretty unique and original, which I'm trying to teach to everybody. The program I created, with, which was right before, and it still is, but I now have adapted, it is called Cracking the Code of Executive Presence, Speaking, Storytelling, and Persuasion. And I have what I call a conversation model. Everybody, and let's talk a small group, and then I could talk to you about a company I just did with 80. But let's say it's a small enough group. I want everybody on Zoom. That is my preferred platform. And I want everybody off mute and on video. It's a requirement. And I open by telling them that this is not a presentation. It's not a workshop and it's not a speech. It's a conversation. Therefore, Hannah, I can speak to you whenever I want. Therefore, I mean, I can, I can ask you a question whenever I want. Therefore, John, you can challenge me anytime you want because you have the right to be wrong. In any of those scenarios, what I'm doing is actually engaging people because they don't know when I'm going to call on them. So I tell them right up front, I'm going to hold your attention for three hours. I'm not going to use any PowerPoint, any chat, any poll, any video, just me. And I'm going to hold all your attention for three hours through my conversation model. And it works beautifully. I agree. Okay, are we done? <laughs> Harder to do with 3,000 people on the other end, but all I right. agree. Well, let's talk about my company of 80. I was working with this company for six months, all the different divisions. So I'd have 80 people. I would literally move my screens just so I could call on everybody and everybody didn't know who I was calling on. So I did do it for a big crowd. Now, granted, when I've done thousands, I have to do a webinar. But what I've learned with webinars is the same thing that I'm always teaching on, on Zoom or my virtual programs. An audience needs an interaction every seven to 10 minutes. What does that mean? That is a change in their physicality, something that creates oxygen flow. So even though I'm doing a webinar, you can be sure every seven to 10 minutes, whether I see that or not, if you all understood that, everybody give me a thumbs up. I can feel you doing it. I just know you're doing it. If you, if you agree with me, everybody nod your head. Okay, everybody write this down. All right, everybody pick up your, so I'm constantly having them do things, even though I can't see them. And I know they're doing them. Because if you're a confident speaker, people will do what you tell them to do. It is very easy to train an audience. So are you back on stage these days? I am, but limited, very, very selective based on various criterias. Yeah, so limited. And you want to share your criteria? <laughs> or is that a secret? Is that a trade secret? 
Uh, no, it's a client I love, a place I want to go, or an obscene amount of money. Yeah, those three things. Those are good answers. Yes. <laughs> yeah, I'm Tell me about of my here's here's I'll share with you my speaker's dilemma. Yes. So, I thought following many of the tips that you recommended, when everyone was at home, I got the Zoom sessions on fire. Yeah. But I got started getting in trouble when I did a couple, when I was virtual and 80% of the audience was in the room with terrible sound and 20% of the audience was virtual. And I found it incredibly frustrating to create a connection with the room when they're all there and you're not. If you're trying to engage in a conversation and I want to know what your thoughts are about that. Yeah, and again, we're yeah. I have no problem with hybrid uh, at all, and I have no problem with me on screen when they're all live because that's what I'm doing now. And here's my solution or my answer. I am very specific about the technology I require, and I'm not flexible if they don't provide it. And in the entire time from March when this all started to now, I've had one instance that didn't work, and I. I refuse to do my seminar because I will not do that. So, I, you know, being trained as a professional, I'm always used to telling my meeting planners, you know, what my specs are. And it's part of being a professional. And I didn't change that when I started doing virtual speaking. I have a list. I meet ahead of time and I'm very specific about how you do it. And how I do it is that everybody has to be on their own individual computer. The live ones have to be on it and the virtual ones are obviously on it. So it doesn't matter to me whether it's all live, virtual or hybrid. Same difference. And is that with those out cameras or is that something different? No, absolutely will not use an owl camera. The only thing they could use with the owl is they could use the owl sound, but the video is off. The reason I can do my conversation model is because everybody's on screen. That owl just picks up who's speaking. Dreadful. It's dreadful. It's dreadful. Yeah. So I'm very specific. I'll share with you. I have a, I'm, I'm not doing very much vistage speaking anymore, but um, I think my typical approval rates being like a 98% yeah. or recommend rate. And a few months ago I did one and I was virtual and they were all in the room and the technology wasn't right. Yeah. And my recommendation rate for that presentation was seven percent yeah i'm sure <laughs> well, that's why i said i'm very specific and i and i and the one program i stopped i wouldn't do it i said no this is not what i asked for and therefore i cannot present so i'm very clear about that so mickey what's your best advice for speakers today at this stage of whether they're getting going or active what's your best advice for a speaker today come to your speaking school yeah, well, besides that, yes. Uh, it's all about engagement. You know, you can have the greatest content in the world if you can't deliver it and if you can't keep people engaged. You know, I like to paraphrase Peter Drucker who said, culture eats strategy for breakfast. I say delivery eats content for breakfast. So you've got to work on your delivery and that means voice modulation. That means what well, you have to have some humor. That means you have to have audience interaction. So there's so much, you know, you'll find this interesting. My programs now, the one that I'm teaching, people in the middle, it'll go, 
wow, this is a lot of work. And I'll go, really? If I try to do your job, it would be a lot of work for me. The challenge is, and you probably know this, that most people, because they talk, they think they can speak. Speaking is a craft that I've worked at for over 30 years. So don't tell me it's hard. Yes, it is hard. So that's what I mean. It's not, I, I got a great personality. I can talk, I can wing it, which makes me shudder when people use, that's like a dirty word to a professional speaker. So it's really working on the, the structure and the, you know, structure frees creativity. So underneath my presentations, if you think I'm really good, it's because there's a structure underneath. I'm not standing up here and winging it. I couldn't do that, but I know better. So it's really working on the craft of speaking, the skills, as I said. And it takes a long time. Yes, it does. It and does. constant iteration and constant practice. And to your point, the people I've seen who've tried to do the same thing online yeah. as they used to do in person is a recipe for disaster. It's the people who've pivoted. And honestly, I think with hybrid situations or now if everyone's in the room and hybrid, you also have to pivot. That might be more of a technical pivot than a content pivot, but you have to think about all this stuff. Yeah, and you, you'll appreciate this. Even before all this virtual and hybrid, there were a lot of, you know, I'm a member of the National Speakers Association. A lot of people knew I was very active with Vistage. And so professional speakers would say, how do I get to speak on the Vistage circuit? So I'd get them involved and what would they do? They'd come in and think they can take the keynote and just plop it into the Vistage model. And it didn't work. And these were really famous, really fabulous speakers. And it's the same thing that I see with virtual. Even the Vistage speakers will take their regular program and pop it into the screen and it's not working. I know as a chair this year, I've had some of my favorite speakers and I've said to my groups, oh my God, these guys are so great. <gasps> disaster, absolutely It's a lot of learning for everybody. And there also is, I think, and again, it's not the audience here, but if you're in a Vistage room, there's also work for the chair to do or if the speaker's virtual. Absolutely. And you know, going back to your question about the advice and everything, when I say engagement, too many people are, are the old talking heads. They just get up and they talk. And I, I always say, I don't care how beautiful or brilliant you are. No one can stare or listen to a talking head for a long period of time. So ask a damn question for Pete's sake. 100%. Do something else. It's, I always say it's not about you. It's about the audience. 100%. I'll teach a, the right position to stand in. And someone will say, well, I'm not comfortable. Well, I don't care. It's not about your comfort. It's about your audience and what they're looking at. I mean, it's just like the other day I was talking to a crowd and they were talking about how to ask a proper question. And I was teaching them how to ask a question. And I said, some of you ask questions you get no answers to. You know why? Because you suck at asking the question. Right. <laughs> I'm from New York. It comes out every so often. What can I tell you? Can't help yourself. <laughs> and now you're living in Florida, huh? <laughs> yes, but you can't take the New York out of the Florida girl. No, you can't. <laughs> Mickey, if someone's an aspiring speaker or wanting to get more involved in speaking or learn the craft, tell us a little bit about your speaking school, how that works today and how they can learn more. Yeah, it's interesting. I just got off a phone call with the three different people today. I started by just offering my speaker school, which I've been doing for probably 25 years. It's a two and a half day school. Uh, day one is a Thursday where they get my entire career in a day in a manual. So all the skills. 
Day two is individual coaching because I keep the school small. And day three is typically, it uh, depends on the crowd, but a business development or facilitation skills. Now that was my standalone. Then someone came along and said, well, I've done speaker school. I'd love to have one-on-one -on -one coaching with you. So then came my coaching packages. Then after that, someone said, you know, I've done speaker school. I've done your coaching. I still don't have a speech. So then I created Keynote Camp, which is a two-day intensive where I'll design someone's whole speech. So I've developed a, a whole list of services because I deal mostly with executives that fit their schedule more than anything. Budget is not always the problem, it's usually schedule. So everything I've designed is, is fairly flexible. Even my coaching packages, they're five sessions at a time. And then you can That's just enjoy it. Yeah. Very good. Yeah. Mickey, so now that you're done sharing vistas, what are you going to do in all your spare time? Oh, yeah. Well, I just listed all the things I'm going to do in my spare time. So besides running another seven businesses, I we just built a home in a beautiful lifestyle community here. And because it's a lifestyle community, there's just activities and events and 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 there's lots of projects. I still have two books to finish. I, you know, I have photos to put in albums, storage boxes to unpack. I mean, some of it's sexy, some of it's just business and some of it's just pure frivolity. Why not? I love it. Life's too short not to enjoy it, right? Absolutely. And you know me, I've always enjoyed life to the fullest. That's great. <laughs> Mickey, I really appreciate you being a guest on the show. I know our listeners do as well. I wish you the very best of luck as you enter this next stage of your life and the ongoing stage of many pieces of your life. And it's so great to see your passion. And thanks for joining us today. Well, thanks for allowing me to slip you a Mickey. Bye-bye. <laughs> 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 Thanks, guys. Bye-bye. Thanks for joining us today on AMI Sites with your host, Ami Kassar, the foremost SBA thought leader. Make sure you visit us at multifunding.com where you can meet our advisory team and learn more about how we help entrepreneurs fund their future.